So this is very, very cool stuff. Um, awesome. So, um, yeah, what I was saying before about, um, about the pandemic and doing a lot more like recording and um, streaming stuff at home, it's taught me a lot about, you know, just kind of adapting <laughs> as a musician right. and just, um, you know, I, I did like um, kid songs for my little cousin that I just sent out um, to my little baby cousin because my first cousin just had you know, had a kid about a year and a half ago. So I finally sent oh, the nice. music over, which is really cute. Um, mm -hmm. And it's important to um, just to have, I don't know, it's important to really not only adapt and um, really just try to learn more about like, Elect like electronic music and things like that, but it, I thought it was important to give those songs to my little cousin as well to a feel, you know, a, a sense of happiness during this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but yeah, and also it it was a little bit easier in a way because, like as mentioned um, before, I'm what's considered neurodivergent, so like under that umbrella would be somebody who may be like on the spectrum or someone who's ADHD or OCD, Tourette's, like any sort of way that um, that the brain works differently or that you, the behaviors along with that work differently. And I definitely fall under that umbrella. Um, so for me, and, and I didn't really know that I was really or I didn't realize that I was on the spectrum until like maybe a few years ago. And like, people are like, oh, like it really doesn't seem like you are. It's like, well, just because you know one person who's on the spectrum only means you know like one person on the spectrum. It doesn't go, right? right? It doesn't go with everyone and it doesn't, you know, it's not a one size fits all sort of thing, but right. I, yeah. But I've known that I've been ADHD forever <laughs> so that's that's nothing new but um but with that but with that um whole thing um like during the pandemic like sometimes like a lot of the time it's really great being alone like you know sometimes like especially when like for me like being on the spectrum like having people like that I don't know be like very in very close proximity to me makes me feel really uncomfortable or um I, I don't know like the whole like six foot difference thing to me <laughs> i love it i want it to be around forever i i know other people don't but like when i'm in the supermarket and people are like really far away from me i think it's i think it's wonderful it makes <laughs> it a much more pleasant experience but um but yeah i wanted to um connect that more with music i find that um doing a lot of like the recording and um and hopefully performing with like a big band soon um it's for me it's a really great way to kind of express myself in a way that i wouldn't normally express myself um and to also like with the stuff that i'm going to be writing too to kind of talk about my experience and because when you, you say that you're like on a spectrum or ADHD or whatever, like people get like a little turned off by that. 
Um, and I and I don't want it to be like that. You know, I want people to be aware of the fact that, like, you know, you can think and act differently, but that doesn't mean that we're like lesser in any way. You right. know, and um, or that you maybe somebody else that's like me, like more or less, will be like, oh, well, you know, she's doing all this music and stuff, and she is really relating to me maybe i can do something like that you mm -hmm. know and i and i think it's really important like i'm you know when we were in the americorps um doing the things with relationships and things like that that was really important to me like mental right. health is is everything it really just cuts into everything and yeah. um yeah really yeah does. And um, you live in society like this, it's like the, the bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It's the bread and butter. And also, I mean, at least in my opinion, I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, you know, our society isn't built to be happy or to make us strive to be the best that we can be. Right. You know right. what I mean? Especially for people that are different. And. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but it, it just makes it harder, you know, yeah. unless if we really try to be like, no, this really needs to change and we really make some sort of noise or havoc about it, right, then right. it's going to change. You know, yeah. and um, you mental get in health. Faces, get loud. <laughs> get loud. You got it. <laughs> Disturb the peace. <laughs> Disturb the peace, except for. Except for this guy, I want him to be peaceful. But no, if I can do that, you know, um, you know, with pen and paper and my microphone, then then so be it. You know, that's um, you know, it's important to me, you know, to have other people feel that they can have a voice as well. Um, yeah. And for years, um, and for years, I didn't. You know, when I was younger. Um, you know, I thought whatever I would say, I would get in trouble for. And for years, I was just like very silent. And I tried to just step out of the way and not really um, try to cause anything different because I I always got into trouble with what I said. But now I don't, now I don't care anymore, <laughs> you know. But, but yeah, that's kind of um, what's going on. Me, Do you but. think that um, they're doing – well? The, the medical science is doing justice for people with ADHD. Um, I think with ADHD, definitely. Um, I think a lot more people have it, and um, you know, and it's a choice. Although with some people that have ADHD or parents of kids that have ADHD, you know, and it's fine. They think they're good with you know. Um, what they're doing for their kid, but it may not be the best for them. You know, like as mm -hmm. a teacher, like I see kids, like I'm like, I can't diagnose or anything like that. I don't claim mm -hmm. to be a medical doctor in any way, <laughs> but I can tell that, but I can tell when somebody else has ADHD and things like that, because I kind of see a reflection of my younger self in them in a way. So, um, you know, sometimes the kids are medicated, sometimes they're not. And some of the parents are very supportive of them. And some parents aren't really well aware of it. Um, but I think the research that's out there, especially like some of the more like scholarly ar articles, 
I think are doing like a little bit more justice. Obviously more work needs to be done. Um, yeah. And at least in like the acceptance aspect, especially with, um, with autism, like that one for some reason is still like really controversial, but, um, or there are some articles that say to like treat autism or, you know, to prevent all these behaviors when really like everybody who is autistic is, is different. And it's not like a burden. It's not, or it's not a burden on the parent. You know, it's not, and you know, some have more needs than others, but it's not like a disease that you want to cure. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think that that aspect absolutely needs to go away because right. like I, you know what I mean? Like other people that are like me, we're not like a, we're not a disease, <laughs> you know, we're not, um, you know, we're not something that we just need to change. Right. right. And there's right. still um, some sort of, I don't know, there's a stigma and people still believe that like vaccines like cause autism to me. I mean, yeah, I've heard someone say that and I thought that that was just outdated, uh, like belief, but it's not, yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it should be outdated because it's been debunked, you know, yeah. and not only has it been debunked, but it's also saying like, you'd rather have your child potentially die from a disease that you're, you would be getting a vaccine from than them having autism. Like that's, that's messed up. You yeah, know, like, that's just like, that's so messed up. And, um, you know, and, and if that were the case that, you know, vaccines cause autism, I think there'd be a heck of a lot more people that are autistic. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah, there would be, like, so many more people that would be, yeah, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, it's well, that in that sort of respect, um, it's just, there needs to be a lot more work. I think, like, um, medically, I think you know, it's always changing because there are a lot more people now that are being diagnosed as autistic mm -hmm. or as ADHD. Um, so I think they're making strides in the fact of trying to make people that they're diagnosing and the parents of people that they're diagnosing more aware of their um, behaviors and the way that they think and try to, you know, build acceptance for themselves. Um, but the whole stigma around, just the whole stigma around it is just, it's really messed up. And I remember too, um, like if we're going to go really deep, I remember mm -hmm. when um, the Newtown, the Sandy Hook shooting happened. And oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember when that happened and they were saying like the shooter was autistic and there were like a lot of parents and people like online that were really afraid of autism right because they thought yeah. like there was like psychotic features and like oh like if my kid is autistic they're gonna like have dangerous tendencies no <laughs> you know, I didn't so know that that he was autistic yeah he had like asperger's and um it, it's really wild you know and it, but that doesn't equate you know what i mean like it doesn't right. equate to that and there was right. a lot of fear surrounding it and like some of the things that I was seeing like online, like sometimes the internet can just really physically make you sick, yeah. you know? And um, yeah. Yeah. 
it was yeah and i think more of what has to happen i think like medically like things are changing and like doctors um at least in my experience you know like me being you know white you know um my experience is going to be different from someone you know who is or someone who's a person of color and they go into you know try to get a diagnosis diagnosis is going to be much different and i know that right um right so but with my experience um you know at least with the doctors that i've seen um and things like that you have to find the right one first of all like you can't just you know choose one but um or at least go with the you know the first one that comes your way but you know um they're starting to listen a lot more because you know with all of the wealth of information on the internet and mm-hmm. like people are trying to self-diagnose themselves or like you know they're like well i found this online and this is what this says you know to right. a doctor right. you know what i mean <laughs> like um they're starting to listen a lot more um at least in that sort of respect so i find that to be really cool but you know there's still some doctors that you know haven't really read up on like new things and like are still like very much stuck in what was like 20 years ago maybe or like yeah, even my, 30 years ago i you tried know, to get uh, a marijuana card and my doctor was like i know nothing about that <laughs> yeah 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 no it's it's wild yeah and um you know, there's, but there's still, especially in our society, like I said, there's still a lot of strives that need to happen. And like, also um, for like people with disabilities too, like they may have like hidden disabilities um, and to get more, you know, rights in that sort of respect, especially like employment rights, because even though you may not look like you have a disability, or you may not, you know, look like you need a handicap sticker on your car, for example, right? Like they're still, because um, they, you know, because some people can just like turn you away, Excuse you me. know. Um, I, there needs to be more done in that sort of respect because I, you know, there are still people out there that are just are very disrespectful to people right. that have a disability. It's awful, right. like. Um, um, yeah. Law enforcement, for for example, I was talking with Kiana yesterday about mental health. Uh, Kiana is a men- mental health activist as well, and, and they they are uh, also um, they have stories about how you know the mental the the, the mental health program is just like so ca- so white and capitalistically flawed, um, yeah. the lack of services. Um, that they give um and also with homelessness and stuff like that and like yeah. i i just feel i feel like if we can get uh, a type of like like first responder program that can knows how to handle instead of sending somebody with a gun that yeah. could be like a first step to like help people with, with, with mental illness and i think and that also, yeah like, think about what is actually mental illness like what you said with autism and stuff is like do you really want to like make that deem being like uh, a negative thing when it's really not um it's just is somebody's there's people that b- run businesses that have autism there's right. people that are like functioning 
I think I have a few friends that are autistic as well, too. Like, yeah. So I don't see it ever as something that is like, oh, something's wrong with you. It's like, no, it right. makes you special and different, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there are definitely like, you know, you know, strengths and weaknesses. But um, but yeah, with mental health, I really like what you said about that with law enforcement. Like they were, you know, and with police reform or like not reform, but like police defunding would be mm-hmm. like maybe the funding, like there could be like a separate program in the police force where like there are like social workers, you know, that yeah. could come along or like things like that. Like I'm all for that. Like, that's awesome. Like, um, and yeah, especially like when I hear stories of like, um, like people of color that are autistic and like, there was one story, I don't remember, I should remember his name, but there was um, one that was just like so heartbreaking Elijah um, about a boy. I'm sorry. Elijah McLean. Yes. Yes. And he was autistic and he like played the violin and he was like very sensitive and like, just like the way they handled that I thought like that broke my heart because you know of all the sensory things that he had and like and just how freaked out he was and just like that broke my heart there's and a lot more to that story as well um, oh yeah. yeah um real quick uh so the the the, the uh, socialist party that I'm a part of the PSL they mm-hmm. they have we have a chapter almost in every state but um and elijah mcclain for instance um they were one of the uh coalition uh first responder activists to like go out and and lead uh a lot of like uh good um demonstrations to get the police attention um and ended up getting like national coverage to the point that the cops literally like single-handedly spotted like four individuals that were part of part of the party and Mm -hmm. literally um arrested them they had SWAT cars coming out one guy's house uh they literally took one comrade and left her car there and no one knew where she was at for like a day and they found her car and it was like oh wait she's in jail it was crazy it was like a witch hunt Um, oh my god and they almost they uh, i know the case now they're getting some charges dropped but they were looking at 40 to 50 years in prison um yeah they were about to like slap the slap the book on them and i'm glad that they're better from that but these are like mostly people of color that they went after as well yeah too. so it's just like they don't even want to acknowledge that they murdered a autistic boy that deserved better than what the fuck they gave him and <laughs> this just shows like a reflection of how the police department of America handles people with mental health issues and why a lot of people don't are are afraid for welfare checks. Um, All these things that people will call the cops for thinking that they're going to help them, but no, you're basically like sending an assassin. And I don't want to say that, but that's, that's what it is. You're sending an assassin. Yeah. And the, the the police Academy was created in the South, you know, to catch slaves. Like that was the job. And then the North was to control immigrants, you know, that's, you you know, that's the story. Yeah. So I, and in my opinion, it's morphed into pretty much the same thing, you know, like it hasn't really steered too far from how it started, you know, and um, there needs to be a lot of, change in that and um 
yeah, just the way that mental health, like mental illness and mental health is treated, like they think, oh, well, you're just like that. You're on your own. You know what I mean? And people are just can be really callous, right. you know, and, and they just don't understand, you know, right. or like um, and kind of going off subject a little bit. But um, but with and I and I read a lot like I love to read. I like reading books. I like reading articles. I like reading pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like reading a lot more now that I know, like the type of like learning differences that I have. Um, Cause when I was younger, I would just like look at the words and I wouldn't understand what it was saying. But now like, I know how, like I have like a whole rhythm to it and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but from what I've been reading on like, you know, on, on, some autistic adults like it's very common for some autistic adults to um be like non-binary or gender fluid um because of themselves or at least myself too feeling Mm -hmm. a lot different from your peers that Mm -hmm. you know that match their gender with their sex right like Mm -hmm. i always felt really different when i was younger i knew i wasn't like other, you know, cisgendered girls in my grade and um, and not even like some of the boys, you know what I mean? When I was younger, like girls and boys thought I had cooties, <laughs> you know, like, it, you know, I remember in elementary school, they was like, yeah, you have cooties. I'm like, why are girls saying that I have cooties? Like, this is weird, <laughs> you know, like, I thought it was like the opposite gender, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty common. And I agree that it's common because like, um, I don't want to say behaviors, but some of like our tics and some of like the way we interact and the way we think of ourselves are very different from the sex that we're assigned. Right. Um, and like some of the behaviors and well, now I'm saying behaviors, but like some of the even some of the behaviors, you know, because for me, gender is more of like how we connect, uh, like the way we feel inside of our own bodies and how we connect that to what society says about gender and if we match that or not. And, um, and I didn't know until like, um, I don't know, like when the whole, um, the, the whole trans non-binary thing really became, um, much more prominent that that was even an option. Like, I had no idea because I was just so, like, not only, like, really confused, but I, it felt weird, like, even dating, you know, because I didn't feel like, you know, I was getting um, some of the respect that I deserved, quite frankly, not just because of, like, gender, but, you know, other issues. But, um, but, you know, like, there's... um, especially with like cisgender like straight men (laughs) like there's um like a notion of like oh i want like not not all of them but like um but like oh i want like my partner to be like really feminine or like really like stick to like some of those roles like those like feminine roles and like i don't fit that (laughs) you know like i i never did (laughs) i probably never will Right, no, but no. um, yeah. And you shouldn't have to. Like, fuck patriarchy. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. 
Yes. <laughs> I am always down with that. Like, and if somebody, you know, that I'm with wants to join me and tear that down and they don't care that they're dating somebody who's like gender fluid and non-binary. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I always and- encourage people so more to like speak up, piss them off because they just going to get yeah. mad and triggered and they're going to mind their business. If they don't, then they'll get punched in the face. But there's yeah. options that they have. There's yeah. always options. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, yeah, it's like, seriously, it's like, mind your business. Like, you know, but, um, but yeah, like, more people really do need to speak up about it. And, like, when, and with abuse, you know, um, that can, and, and I've never had, like, this type of um, abuse, like, in terms of, like, non-binary and things like that, but that can mm-hmm. happen because, you may not be following like a standard or like an expectation that your partner wants and they lash out on you because of that, like in some sort of way, you know what I mean? That's not cool at all. No, it's awful. And, um, you know, and, Uh you know, and it's really, um, it's awful. I luckily I haven't had that experience, like in terms of like in that aspect, Um, but it, but it can happen. You know, and um, it's it's not right. And now that I'm, like, much more confident in, like, you know, my identity, um, I can up front be like, look, like, this is who I am. Like, take it or leave it. Like, if this is what you yeah. want, cool. If not, I'll find somebody else. <laughs> you know, like, that's, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal to me anymore. And it's not as confusing, right? It's not. You're, you're um, older than me, right? You have me by, like, a few years, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I act. Yep, I turned 33 almost a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, and um, yeah, for a long time, and especially like when I was growing up to like in the early 2000s, like late 90s, like early 2000s, like there's this like really big wave of like this like hyper heterosexuality. Yeah. There's a yeah. huge movement of that, and it was very even for me then like it was really confusing you know having like all these like expectations like you had to be like submissive and sexy as female you know what i mean like all the like all the stuff or you had to be a certain size you know um Mm -hmm. where like if like beauty was rail thin you know and um and this gen yeah and this generation now um, and I'm and I'm about body positivity as well, or like body acceptance, um, which is a big part of it too. Because with um, like the gender roles and everything, and coming out as non-binary, like um, it's really helped with body acceptance too, and body positivity because like you um, you don't have that type of expectation anymore. Um, yeah, and yeah. you are much more kind to your own body. And, you know, you see it as your own and not like somebody else's or like society's body. It's it's your mm-hmm. own. And that's a very powerful thing. And, um, you know, I don't have to like, you know, eat certain things or like look a certain way, you know. And growing up where it was like that hyper heterosexuality and where like everybody in the magazines were like real thin that can really mm-hmm. mess somebody's mental health for sure yeah like um, let's break this down because i feel like um i mean well 
the the what what what's the big deal here now that's happening in this generation is the the pushback with the Democrats and the Republicans. And yes, it's both of them. I swear to God, somebody try to fucking just start saying goddamn Republicans. I'm gonna take this mic and shove it up your ass because it's both of them. <laughs> They need to stop being nice to these blue motherfuckers. All right, you got to stop yeah. it. When Mansion start fucking voting for shit that that the Republicans want, nobody says nothing. But as soon as Ted Cruz or or some other Zodiac Killer Alliance motherfucker starts voting for the motherfuckers, um, yeah. everybody's all up on them and shit like Trump and shit like that. But y'all don't say shit about fucking Biden. You disrespect the LGBTQ people and saying they're gonna do the right thing for them, but having the police still whoop our asses. But anyway. Like, yeah. That was just a quick rant. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> that was just a quick rant. But what I was saying is like the kids. Um yeah, fuck Biden. The kids <laughs> are like dealing with um right now trying to like this like trans kids are being attacked on a high level. And yeah. you know, and, and, and these are these are you know people that they just really still keep that patriarchy mindset and keep that homophobic, that transphobic mindset in, in, embedded in them. And they just, they don't want to accept logic. They don't want to talk about how hormones and um, testosterone literally changes your body. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, well, that's just that, 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 that trans girl is going to go and dominate the league. They don't even know the research of how there's multiple trans athletes up oh, my camera's effing up today <laughs> there's multiple trans athletes that are not even like really popular in the league and there's trans athletes that are in the closet you don't even know they're trans right and they're not dominating in the league you're only seeing the ones that are dominating and this few just like the trans men that are in profession for instance um let's start with power and power uh, there, there's trans men that are um, in professional fighting, just like how there's trans women in professional fighting as well, too, and non-binary yeah. people as well. They And a lot of them don't say or tell people that they're trans. You right. never know. Um, there was a USC fighter. I can't think of, I can't think of her name that, that people found out were trans, and she was getting her ass whipped the whole time. And, yeah. and, and but it's like, bro, like, like this is just transphobia. You're just sitting here, like, oh well, they're genetically modified. I'm like, you don't know anything. You don't know how it goes. There's women that don't even take any testosterone, but has testosterone levels like cisgender women, and they can right. whoop your ass. <laughs> I got my ass beat, but my sister, I don't even know what kind of levels she has more. Like, <laughs> she's like a little twig, but yeah. it's like, bro, like. Like they're and, and, and they only attacking trans trans uh women. They're not attacking trans men. They're not, and right. I, that's just completely biased. And I mean the but the, the trans men themselves are also being attacked as well too because how the legislation and all that stuff is going. But it's like you're blocking yeah. healthcare now. You're trying to get healthcare blocked. And how the fuck do we live in a country where people are literally quiet while have access to healthcare? again and again is being taken away from queer and gender non-conforming gender fluid individuals and cisgender yeah. women it's always a crickets crickets always and, and they didn't understand that those two fights coexist together if we can't have planned parenthood for instance 
that helps out not only just women, but helps out everybody, you're going to kill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to die. And it's not even just about abortion. Because, yes, trans people get, get pregnant too. But they right. don't even, it's not even just abortion. <laughs> it's not even no. That. They have it's other everything. health benefits that they give out. You know, they, they can screen you for breast cancer. A lot of places, it's hard to get yeah. that. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's so stupid because people know. are sitting here taking these damn transphobic ideas and then they get mad when they're saying, I'm not transphobic. When you're standing for this one thing, you're supporting everything else that connects. Because after they're done coming after you, after they're done coming after the blacks, they're going to go after the fucking um, Ro- Roman people, Roma people. After they're done with the Roma people, they're going to go after all the queer people. After they go after the queer people, they go after the Mexicans. And, they're, they're, and now they're the Mexicans. It's like, oh, who else we don't like? Uh, You know what? I don't like how the Indian people are getting up shops over there. Let's go go after them too. That It all connects. You are living in a fascist society. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all based off of fear. And it's all based off of to our society really just doesn't like femininity or women. That's really what it comes down to. And um, it's and it's scary. And to not have you know mental health access, especially um, to like especially to the queer community, because it's hard to find a therapist that's like really um, that's really sensitive to that. And I'm very, very lucky. Um, that I have a psychiatrist that made me realize that I was non-binary and he, and he's like boomer age, right? Mm. So he, um, and he's like, oh, so you don't, so he's very straightforward. And he was like, oh, so you're non-binary. I was like, oh, I, I guess I am. He's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You really just have to go, you know, with how you feel or like when I said like, Oh, I, I like this person or I'm attracted to this person. It, and he said to me something really interesting. He said, it's not wrong only if you feel that it's wrong. And I, I, I took that to heart. And um, when I found out that I was like non-binary, he was like, Oh, have you told anybody else? I was like, well, I didn't really realize it. So I, I guess not. And like, he was actually like really like proud of me, which is, which is cool, you know, and, um, you know, there, there's some hope out there, but, um, yeah, and I, it's but good I that just, you're a teacher too, because that can help out a lot of kids that are trying to figure out their gender identities and their sexuality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and that's important too, you know, I'm not, and especially during the pandemic, you know, a lot of kids are just, I think, you know, I give them a lot of credit. They are probably some of the most resilient humans right now they're going through school they, they went through schooling online you know and they barely complained about it you know and it's like it's amazing you know and um and they know so much you know like all this information is at their disposal you know what i mean and like you know some of it may not be correct of course but um but all this information is in front of them so like they're very aware you know, they're aware of everything that's going on. And like, even when I go into um, a Zoom meeting, like, and I, I put up the, I, it's funny, I put like next to it, like I put they, she on here, but like on Zoom, I go any pronoun, like, I don't care what pronoun you give me, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they may give like a little smirk or something, 
like a like a happy spark, not like a joking mm -hmm. spark. That, I don't think that's the right word, but um, mm -hmm. but they don't care, you know. Like and um, and to me, like and these are kids like as young as like seven, eight years old, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it's important for them to see that someone like me can still live you know a meaningful life and still be very comfortable enough with themselves and hopefully that can translate to them like hey like if this person is really happy or if this person is very comfortable then like i can be comfortable with who i am too right you know and right. um and you know it's um you know pronouns are important yeah. they are and um they yeah they really are it's um it it can save a life it really yeah. can um yeah. and that it's you know and, and i'm, I'm glad that language I is just like not I, I like the english the english language is a little more accepting of when it comes to pronouns yeah but with spanish uh, like i was talking about this on mother's day with my partner's uh uh, older sister about like how like for instance Spanish they don't really have like um, gender neutral uh, language right um, it's 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 not natural to them and it just shows you about how you know everything connects like I was saying the, the colonialism the patriarchy within that language is there on purpose to yeah. make you like automatically have to conform to what's what is acceptable within their hierarchy so if there's no language like how with indigenous people we had seven different genders and i think there was more right if there's no language that accommodates those genders then it's automatically oppression because yeah, it's, people it's are like design. oh well how I'm going to call you or something like that. It's just, no, it's just <laughs> like, like people get mad for saying they, and I'm just like, bro, come on. Like, <laughs> like it's like, like you have no problem that. giving a pronoun to like your automobile. Like why yes. would you like have a problem? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's so wild to me. Like, oh, you're saying she is a car. It's like, yes, I'm not going to lie. Yes? I have been, I have taken the tribute to that. Um, that's I okay. Auto <laughs> and I like I have mad different cars and I name them and I give them pronouns. Like I, I do it. that. Yes, I do do that. <laughs> no, that's okay. But my point is though, like if you can give a pronoun to a car right, or like right. their whatever, or I'm not like comparing like things with people. That's not what I'm saying. But if you can mm -hmm. like give like their or whatever or like she, he to like a car for example you can do that to a person like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know just because it doesn't fit like what you see you know yeah. what i mean yeah. it's like you know it, it's i don't know i don't think it's a difficult concept but um everybody's different <laughs> you know yeah. um <laughs> and, and you and you, it tells it tells whether or not these people are your friends or not because if they can't respect your your life it can't respect your identity they can't respect who you are no then don't be around them because they're yeah you don't need that type of negative energy in your life yeah kick exactly. them out kick them to the curb deuces and bye felicia
Yeah, by Felicia is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, Ice Cube had it right. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's um, but yeah, kind of going back um before to um like neurodivergence and um and gender identity. In my opinion, like it somewhat goes like I don't want to say it goes hand in hand, but mm. it it is common, just because of um all of the you know idios like all the idiosyncrasies or like all of like the behaviors that we may present, um, and it it makes sense. Like once I found that out, it made a lot of sense and this is going to sound controversial too but like for um those people that are neurodivergent or in or that are considered under that umbrella a lot of them are self-diagnosed um and i know that sounds crazy because it's like oh you need to go to like a professional but not every single professional is going to be up to date on that and they're not going to be up to date on the most recent findings you know of like being adhd or autistic or Tourette's or mm -hmm. whatever it may be um and if and honestly like if you feel like you have a lot of if not most or everything that would be like considered on a checklist you probably are <laughs> you know mm -hmm. because if you didn't feel that way or if you had like a sort of an inkling you probably don't you you know mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you can connect the two really well and that's kind of what happened to me like when I took like a special education class and I was reading and this is how I first kind of found out and I was reading in a book of like some things that are considered um like they don't um they don't divide uh levels of autism anymore they just do it as like the autism spectrum disorder like um they took out um in the DSM-5 they took out Asperger's and things like that and they just use it as autism spectrum disorder now okay. um and when i but this textbook i uh, wasn't up to speed on that but like with some like the things that were a little bit milder um and i i do that in little funny air quotes but um but that are like on the milder side um and when i was reading that and like reading a, a, like a lot about the learning things and i was like wait a minute I feel like I'm like reading a biography about myself right now. Like, this is weird. You know, I never considered mm. this, you know what I mean? And then when I was talking to some, like, you know, like a therapist or like professionals and things like that, like they were like, yeah, like I could tell a little bit of it, but there's also that sense of like imposter syndrome. I mean, as an artist, you feel like you're an imposter to begin with anyway. I feel like I'm an imposter yeah. all the time, but, um, but um you feel like an imposter almost it's like well i don't fit that stereotype or whatever but um so it was hard at first but then it's like you know it, it is what it is and like and i try to connect that with my music a lot too mm -hmm. i'm starting to write a lot more things about like falling for more than just like a boy or a girl you know mm -hmm. um or referring to myself as they like in a song that I have, it's like, I don't care if you're a boy, non or a girl, you know, that's like a lyric that I have in there just to make it, yeah. it's like subtle, but like, it's still there because I still right. want to express, you know, who I am and kind of normalize it. And it's in this like little 
pop tune, you know? Um, yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's all like kind of interconnected in that way. And self-diagnosis to me is valid. Um, just because like, like I said, if, when you, if you know, you know, <laughs> right. If you like, if you really connect to it in some way, it's like, oh, okay. It's, and it's not just like, you know, social awkwardness or like mm-hmm. depression or like anything like that. It's like a whole mixture of things. Like, yes, I may be okay with eye contact when I'm listening to somebody, but I may look, you know, the other way, like just like slightly towards a place. I almost never look at somebody in the eye when I'm talking to them, but. I feel like most people don't, but, um, but, you know, some of the things that I may do, um, like at home, like my executive function, they may be really off. And I've noticed that, especially during the pandemic, that was really hard. Um, yeah, yeah, really difficult. And, um, you know, how I interact with some people, how, um, how I can or cannot relate to how somebody is feeling, you know, um, like all those things or like some of the ticks that I have too, like um mm-hmm. like um like hand rubbing or like sometimes I might get like a tweak in my neck and it actually like really hurts. <laughs> um and I've been getting that a lot more or like when I feel unsure about something I may like stutter. Um I didn't mm-hmm. do that this time, which is which is very cool. Um I did a little <laughs> bit at the beginning, but um but the only time I don't really feel that is when I'm performing, like when I'm singing or when I'm playing the piano. That's really the only time that I don't feel that sense of like awkwardness or like feel a sense of, um, I don't know, like I don't, I, I feel a sense of order, <laughs> you know, in mm. my life. And I, and I don't like, I don't have the twitches in my neck or like, or twitches in my shoulders or body or anything like that. Cause I get certain ticks and um, I don't feel any of that. It's just all like kind of flooded out. And music is just such a beautiful connector in that way. Yeah. 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 I, lo- I love, uh, I love music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <music>. It's <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I know too many people that don't, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I don't think I could be friends with them. Like, I'd probably look at them like they had five heads, but, you know, like, but music is such a great, not only communicator, but it involves everyone. It involves everyone. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You can get involved in music in some way. You can be a music appreciator, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, luckily my parents were very supportive in music because my mom, started out as a music therapist. Um, so she was always very supportive in the music that I was doing and still is. Um, but yeah, it music just really helps with not only being comfortable with my identity and being comfortable with the fact, but I use a lot of what I have, a lot of my strengths that may come from being neurodivergent and I pour that into it. And it, it literally just, it makes me feel unstoppable at this point. Like, right. do, you know, do I get the imposter syndrome from time to time? Absolutely. Every artist does. Every artist feels yeah. like they're not good enough at some point. Yeah. You oh, know? God. Um, that, that's what I'm yeah. dealing with right now. Yeah. That's what I'm dealing with right now. 
pandemic has put me in such a run. Ugh. And like I just there I did we did a show um at the Bijou. Right. I, I believe last a few weeks ago. Right. And like I just felt a little disconnected with certain songs. Like I practiced them. Right. But like the the hits that I usually do. Right. It's just I just didn't feel it. It didn't feel connected. And yeah. You know, and it is sad when 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 your bandmates like they notice and they're like, bro, you're good. Like, what's going on? Like, let's, right. let's sharpen back up, man. Like, you got to get back into it, you know? And yeah, it's, it's for, I'm just like, fuck, I think I let them down, but it's get so it. hard. <laughs> no, it, it's true. It's hard because, like, you know, it's because you're like, then you think, like, oh, am I good enough to do this? When it's like, well, everybody has yeah. logically, it's like, well, everybody has a bad day. You know what I mean? We're not always going to be our best, but in our heads, we're just like, oh man, I'm like not good enough to do this, am I? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, sometimes I feel that way more with uh, piano than I do voice. Although voice, I feel like that sometimes too, but, um, or like with songwriting, especially at the beginning, I was like, oh man, like I'm not doing anything like extraordinary. And then right. I thought to myself, wait a minute, I don't have to, <laughs> you know, everything yeah. is inspired by something else, you know, and as long as it's mine, that's what matters. But we always get into our own heads. You know, we yeah, always yeah. try to strive for that sort of sense of perfection or like what we have already ingrained in our heads. And, um, but, you know, and it's very common to have imposter syndrome in art for sure. And, um, yeah. But, you know, going back to um, the um, the whole identity, and once I came out with that, I was much more comfortable with my music because it's like, you know, I'm displaying mm -hmm. a part of myself, um, especially when I'm on stage. Um, like, I had a gig um, with Gabby Whitney, I think, like, this past, like, last week, actually. And yeah, I, I was that. so that's yeah. Right. I'm always working when you're playing. I feel so bad. I've been trying to that, get, that's okay. Like to I'm I'm trying to get yeah, I'm trying to get more um gigs like um solo stuff doing um or trying to get a band together to do more originals. So I'll probably have more um dates open for that. But when I did that particular I was so nervous because I was um premiering songs that I had never played mm -hmm. out in public before. So I was really nervous and I was like, oh my God, like usually I do like covers for like people eating dinner. You know what I mean? Like this was very different. Like I was like on a higher, like a much bigger stage, you know, and people are there to drink and watch me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but once I just kind of was like, you know what, this is what I'm writing about. Like, this is who I am. I'm just gonna do I'm just going to be me. And it, and it went a lot better than I expected, you know? Um, right. But because like, I wasn't trying to be somebody that I wasn't quite frankly, or wasn't trying to like be like more marketable or like, I don't know, dominant, <laughs> like, or male or whatever. And I just kind of went for it. I just felt much more in my element which is really cool. And I, and I want to inspire other people to be in their element as well. Once they, you know, are comfortable with what they're doing and like who they are, 
and like are comfortable with the flaws that they have and that they know that they need to work on, you know, and are aware of what they need to work on or are comfortable with the fact that they have flaws. Mm -hmm. That is the, I think the ultimate thing to do to build confidence is to know that you have flaws and to be comfortable with those flaws. Um, you know, and to work on it. I think that's, that's something that a lot of musicians have to work on a lot. Yeah. Um, we we get too into our heads, and that's oh, yeah. never a good idea. Um, especially, no. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're when you're stressed and stuff. Um, I mean, like, I get why a lot of people would complain about how certain artists would take two years or three years to drop music. And 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 I'm just like, you don't want their product to be great. You just want yeah. them to drop whatever the fuck they want to drop, and you're just like, oh, I'm jamming. You're not gonna be jamming. No, <laughs> no. Like I'm not part of Sony Records where I have like a deadline, you know, yeah. in order to sell a million records. Like this is, you know, this is your own art. Art does yeah. not have a deadline. It takes time, <laughs> you know. And like, I tell I that, go some yeah. Shit just to fucking right side like <laughs> yeah no that's the capitalist side of it too it's like fucks up everything but um but yeah like i tell like some of my students and a lot of my students are songwriters you know they're like oh i want to write like the perfect song and the best advice that i ever got um was like two things um mentioned this before one everything is inspired by something else like if you're practicing a song right but then you tweak it then you make a mistake but then you go off of that mistake and then you go off of that mistake again until it turns into something pretty different. Right. You know, that's a really good exercise. You know, go with that flaw, go with that mistake and see what else you can create from that. Right. Um, that was one thing um, that was cool. And another thing, which I think is the best and you have to make shit art before you make good art you can't just automatically make good art you have to make yeah. shit yeah. like you have to make like hot steaming pile of dump art <laughs> in order you know what I mean? in order to make good art because that's where you can learn from and that's where you can build from because it's not all like um a finished product right. you know what i mean but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even I, mean to put that sort of imagery in there, but you, but you get yeah. my my point. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta force yourself to write, and then you know you'll get something out of it. But yeah. don't record everything, okay. or yeah. you could record everything. Just don't show everything because no. people will be like, hey, "Are you okay? Like, what's going on, man?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like you, it's like I I can give you a number to call. You know, like it's, yeah, yeah, you know. like just you know it's. It, it, the struggle is beautiful all my young artists out there it's beautiful it's you know, wonderful my ass literally didn't have any music for a good like fucking five years i didn't like write songs didn't play right. an instrument like before that i was trying so hard and then that whole shit happened with dave you remember dave and <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate my life, and I didn't want any part of it again. But I felt so unhappy just right. seeing everybody else do shit, and you've been doing it nonstop. And Thank I'm you. just like, man, fucking Chris and Liz, and everybody's just fucking doing it. Like, 
Yeah. And (laughs) right. And, you know, and you don't want to like, I mean, yes, there comes a time when you kind of need to be like spark a fire under your ass and just be like, okay, I got to go. But um, you also don't want to force it when you're just not feeling it either. Um, Because for a while, I didn't really have the confidence to really go out there and like do my own gigs and book my own gigs until like 2019 and i've been teaching music for a long time yeah. you know and even before teaching music when i was in the americorps in 2011 like 2012 mm-hmm. like i thought oh music isn't you know going to sustain me like i think it's ridiculous and then one person that i was working with i was working at a children's museum doing like food in the cafeteria and the guy was like well if you want to teach music just do it and yeah. i was like you know what you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that, that changed everything. Cause it's like, he's just like, if you're, yeah. And he said it very plainly. He's like, look, like if you want to teach music, like you got to start somewhere, just do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? You're right. And I quit. And I, and I uh, emailed Fairfield school of music from Craigslist. And then a friend told me about school of rock mm-hmm. and it all just kind of, you know, trickled down from there. And I found like, and with music too, you have to find the right people. You have to find the right support system. If I didn't have the friends that I have in music, I don't know what would have happened. You know, it's it's support and just being surrounded by like the right people, not just in terms of like where you want to be, but also like the right people in terms of like who you click with and whom you can, support and find support from it's it's everything you know having that support system is just so important um yeah yeah. it really is it it really is i i i I can't i i'm trying to think of like scenarios when like what would i do without support groups honestly like yeah you need people people need people <laughs> people need people like yes i love being alone from time to time and i'm like oh i don't want to be around people you know like mm-hmm. sometimes i thrive you know off of recharging myself by myself mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know we all need people that we can just you know relate to and that you know that understand us and that we understand and that are just going to be accepting Right. And, you know, that takes a little while. And in music, especially, that's like, because <laughs> being female in, you know, in music is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've literally had to, like, fight, like, fight with people in order to be like, no, like, I can actually do this. <laughs> or like, no, like, let me do what I need to do. Like, mm-hmm. or no, like, I have the knowledge that I have. And I'm very confident in what I know. Like, mm-hmm. Let me do what I need to do. Like, you don't need to explain to me how a microphone works. Like, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, but. These motherfuckers, really? <laughs> <laughs> they think we're like Neanderthals and we're just like, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Or like trying to like explain like a seven chord to me. I'm like, bro, I've been teaching that for almost a decade. Like, what? <laughs> 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 it's like, stop it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I look at them dead in the face. I'm like, mm. I can't. I can't even. 
mansplaining man's the worst but <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry no it's no it's fine it's, it's humorous it's just like you kind of look at this like you're you're kidding right like this, this isn't real like yeah right oh my god <laughs> it's real to them <laughs> or they're it's like or you like date somebody in the band or like you just yeah. like do little backup stuff right i'm like no i went to music school like i've been doing piano for over 25 years like you know i'm not trying to be cocky here but like you don't need to explain all of this stuff to me <laughs> like yeah. i'm like pretty confident in what i do you know but yeah but um it's it's so it's okay to laugh about it because it's just like mm -hmm. mind-boggling that somebody would be like that you mm -hmm. know but you find people like that in the industry you know you find people that are like that and you're just like all right bye <laughs> i don't need you go away <laughs> you know yep. but yep and the industry is very weird and like it's so exploitive and yeah it's just, it is there's a lot to be fixed um i really do think that there should be like some type of like artist union, like how they have like the SAG yes. card for for actors and stuff like that. Um, like even not even like, or I'm not talking about like the famous level. Of course, they should have some type of union as well too, because right. you're only going to be popular but so long. Not everybody is the the great Sarah fucking Baralis or fucking yeah. Snoop Dogg and shit like that. Not everybody yeah. is those like legends and everything. So it's like you're going to need to. F like make sure you're taken care of especially when they fuck up the royalties and all shit like that and it's also for us working uh musicians too we can, it can segue into that like basically get credits off of like what professional shows you have done and based off of those credits you you, you become a part of the union and yes i think i think that is the conversation that needs to be had and shift i mean i could see like i mean master p talked about it but um just the fact that people are now trying to fight for the royalties even people that aren't like yeah. you know as big or they you know they had like one little hit or they were with a, a a record company and stuff and they were like touring all the time and they don't even have their royalties it's like it's like the fact that that the fight for royalties is so popular right now just tells you yeah. how the lack of like love support and financial growth and stuff that it's not happening for artists and you guys keep listening to our fucking music and shit. Yeah. And it's like TLC. <laughs> yeah. It's like TLC when they were at the Grammys and they announced that they were broke and people were just like so surprised. But yeah. like it's because the record companies, you know, the big ones, they just take everything that you have. They don't care about the artist. They care about marketability. They care yeah. about their business. That's what the music business is. Yeah. And when you treat people like a commodity, mm -hmm. that's what's that abuse of power is going to happen. And, you know, when you are unionized in that way, especially as an artist, you're not treated as much of a commodity. You know, you are treated more as like an equal almost right. and like, like you're being taken care of. And that would just that would be brilliant. That would be yeah. great. And, and you and people can't say this is possible. It's not. It is very possible because yes. the actor, there's an actors union, and it's been yeah. going on for decades now. And so if there's if there could be an actors union, there could definitely be a fucking um, musicians union. Absolutely. Um, artists union. You know. Yeah. It, could, it, it can happen, and 
I mean, people freak out about unionizing, but I mean, everybody should be fucking unionizing at this point. Like, corporate yeah. America's trash. Like, right. <laughs> or at least have a union that's going to be supportive and doesn't have like an agenda. You know what right. I mean? Or have like some sort of like ulterior motive. Right. Um, because there are some unions that I have heard about where they do have, and they and they're trash. You know, like it's like, come on, like don't. They're, you're dealing with people's lives here. You can't have some right. sort of agenda for yourself. It's not mm -hmm. right. That's why you I know, and, capitalism. <laughs> yeah, they, they just get away with shit. With, they can fuck up the unions. <laughs> Fucks up everything. I mean, like in Cuba, like I think it's ninety ninety seven, somewhere ninety per percentage. I want to make sure whenever I mention Cuba, that I got my shit right because some people will freak out at the time. Right. And be like, how dare you mention Cuba? Don't you notice people are starving? Shut up. All right, listen. <laughs> There's like 97% and shit like that of unions of, of the whole country. So like they they basically uh are leading the charge with unionizing, just like yeah. they're leading the charge with Cuban doctors. So I think if if America was to just stop thinking like oh we we can solve our own problems and look at other countries yeah. and see how they conduct their unions and stuff like that. These corrupt unions will, you know, be fucking like no more and it'll be a, actually a fucking union, stuff yeah. like that. Cause that's what I think that's what anyone needs. The NFL has a union, people. Like, <laughs> I mean, really? And they the get NFL. away with literally murder. Right, right, right. Like literally. The police have a union and I don't support their union. That's the only union I don't support. <laughs> and oh, people have came at me about that, be like, oh wow, why are you talking shit about the police union? Because they have too much fucking power. That's the issue why they get away with so much shit. Cause they've been giving all the power to get away with shit. And it's too late now. You literally have to like go into a battle of legislation if you really want to break their power down because they have everything you need. Yeah. And that's when that's a good example of capitalist unions that have too much power and don't have the people interest in mind. Just yeah. it's a, it's sucks. <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. Hey, speaking Everything of that, capitalism touches turns to shit. <laughs> but, you know. Sadly. Sadly. Someone's someone's not gonna agree with that that sees this, but it is right. the truth, sadly. Sadly. <laughs> like when it gets really corrupt, at least. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, it, it does. And and that shit needs to stop. And I don't know how it's going to stop, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, yeah. for instance, the like, when you look at their training, they're going to fucking Israel now to learn how to be even more worse. Like, you, you, the, the, the IDF is, like, shooting uh, journalists, and, and they were shooting nurses. Yeah. And you see with the George Floyd riots, for instance, they're shooting at journalists and shooting shooting at medics like yeah. they're even tearing down medic camps that people established for the protesters it's 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 not fixing yeah. anything it just no worse no and it's um yeah and the whole thing with israel and palestine that's it's terrible you know it's yeah. just there's so much bloodshed yeah. you know i mean and Yes, there's bloodshed on both sides, certainly, but there's more bloodshed where there is less military protection. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's really sad. And, and I was saying to people, like, I'm siding with human life. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not siding with government. I'm not siding with policy. I'm not going to play a game of Monopoly, right? Yeah. I am siding with human life. And that's what it comes down to, right. you know? Um, and, and that was just, that was really sad. It was so sad. And like, that's also because I grew up like as a Zionist because, you know, in Ashkenazic Judaism, like in synagogues and stuff in our prayer books, like um, we talk about the home of the land of Israel, you know, and a lot of the texts, you know, for thousands of years have been talking about it, too. But it still doesn't give a right to treat people like that. And yeah. we have to as Jews, we have to remember how we were treated for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't be doing that to other people. Like we have to, you know, we other people have to remember how we were treated, right? right. And because I I am have I'm very proud of my heritage, of my ethno Jewish heritage. I'm very proud of it. And because I have a lot of pride in where I come from, I want the respect, you know, for the Palestinian people. They deserve to live. They deserve you know, to have equal access. They deserve peace. They deserve all of that. And, right. you know, and it's very like, um, and with like people who are, you know, who are Jewish, you know, or Ashkenazic Jewish, at least, like with like Sephardic or like Mizrahi Jews um, or Sabra Jews, you know, the Jews that were there before the occupation, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's a little different because they're closer to that region. You know, when you're talking about Ashkenazic Jews, you're mainly talking about Jews that are Eurocentric. You know, like my background is um, mostly uh, Ukrainian. Like, well, it was Russian occupied at the time, but it, but mainly the Ukraine. And, um, you know, um, my great grandfather came over here um, to escape the program that was going on in Kiev. You know, and like, because I remember that, you know, I want that same respect for the Palestinian people. Right. You know, I don't want them to go through, you know, pillaging and like all of that stuff. It's just, it's so sad. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And I'll always, you know, I'll always fight for justice. That's really what it comes down to. Right. Um, is there, is there like within the Jewish community here, is there like the, a, uh, a solid is there a, a stronger do you notice a stronger solidarity for palestinians or do you notice a, a stronger zionist um for um within like like the people that i know mm -hmm. um it's pretty split actually um okay. from what i know like there are some people that are like real staunch zionists um but um and there are people that are really staunchly like pro-palestine um, but with some people that I know, um, they are more like, you know, like I, I like the fact that, you know, we can have a land that we call home, but like, you know, but the way that the Palestinians are treated or bad, you know, like it's more of a mixed bag it within the community. So it's kind of split in that way. Um, but also like with non-Jews being pro-Israel or, um, or like the U.S. Um, really giving billions of dollars, you know, to, um, to, you know, to the IDF or whatever. 
um, it's, or like some like evangelical Christians, I think is anti-Semitic within itself to be yeah. like pro-Israel in that way, because they're not thinking like pro-Jewish, they're thinking like pro-Jesus. Yeah. They're not thinking about the Jewish people. They're not thinking about, they're just thinking about a land that Jesus came from. Right. Or they're thinking, well, and this is really anti-Semitic. Like they think like, and I think Trump is like a huge anti-Semite. I think he thinks like, if I associate with people that are Jewish, that, you know, have a lot of money, then I can become this person too. Not every single person is rich. I'm yeah. not rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like I, I'm not rich. My parents aren't rich, you know, yeah. and that's anti anti-Semitic within itself. Yeah. You know, like, you know Trump you know, was the first president as well to just literally try to push the Zionist narrative. You know, again, yeah. the embassy and everything. No, no other president tried to like allow that thing to happen, and that made it so much worse. You know, and yeah. I think that's why the aggression. I mean, aggression has always been very bad since the 1950s, since the settlers established it. But like, it's just, yeah. I feel like it's so much worse now because now you're seeing for the first time an American president, uh just basically put zionism on the pedestal um but it's it, like you said it is anti-semitic because he's not doing that because he actually cares about jewish people no he's doing that for his own reasons the money the power you yeah. know um it, it netanyahu netanyahu never he never got the leeway that he has been getting now since trump and that's right. just it's fucking crazy um, right. Over it and that, thank they, you. They gave thank it to, you. The, to the Zionists, the European Zionists, and now we have this bullshit. Like they, white they can, colonialism. They British, I blame the English <laughs> <laughs> or it's the Romans for trying English, to disrupt right? the Second Temple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and they're gaslighting us, thinking it's like a Jewish and Arab situation when it really isn't. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's not. You it's know, not, it's guys. Form of gaslighting. Yeah. There's Jewish Palestinians, just like how there's African Jewish people. There, right. There's there's Christian Palestinians. There's there's right. queer Palestinians. Uh, right. They have many identities and faiths, just like everyone else does. Right. So, and they're like Arab is you know Arab Israelis or like uh, Gog adult like her uh, father's side of the family were Sabras, so they were mm -hmm. there for generations. Mm -hmm. You know, like and. You know, I'm not saying it was all like peaceful and happy and stuff like that in Israel, mm -hmm. but like, or in Palestine, right? Mm -hmm. But people were at least like coexisting in a way. Like, right. Right. you know what I mean? So, right. And uh, I, I don't have the answers. Crazy. It's kind of like an onion, you know, like anytime, like, there's always like a hidden layer. And when somebody tries to peel a layer, somebody cries, <laughs> you know, like, or like tries to cut that onion, like, a tear is going to be shed. You know, yeah. it's um, it's very, yeah, but I just, I really hope, because I have both Israeli and Palestinian friends, like, I am, um, mm -hmm. and, like, I, I told, like, some of my Palestinian friends, I'm like, I'm with you guys, like, it's, what's happening is really terrible, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I just, I want them to live coexistingly, um, yeah. it's really what it I comes down to. I have a co-worker, uh, well, you know, life of my days uh, that I worked for, they were created founded by uh, Palestinian refugees. Uh, right. We have a few of them on our, on our board. Um, the, the founder, uh, Ahmed, uh, 
they are non-binary as well too. They're they're trans, disabled, uh, Muslim, uh, Palestinian identified, right. um, and you know, they, they they have opened my eyes so much to this issue that I thought, yeah. you know, I was thinking like Bernie Sanders, like two state solutions and stuff like that. But it's just I feel like if we just acknowledge, um if we just acknowledge the carnage and put us into this and, 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 and stop the apartheid and give everyone an equal chance and stuff like why, why does it need to be a two state when everyone could go back to how it was before the 1950s when yeah. everybody had their own equal, e equal rights and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and you can have like, you know, secular Jewish, whatever, but like you have to do it in favor of everybody. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of like um, a hospital. Like um, like there's some Jewish hospitals, but they'll take anybody. You know they're yeah. not going to put religion into it. You know right. it's just like that's you know what I'm saying? Like that's right. um, out of what it is. If things were just more secular and it wasn't about religion. Yeah. <laughs> now man. I'm like doing a John Lennon song right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like right. It's, it's all rude. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, with um, I don't know, but hopefully with like music and just like kind of being comfortable, like going back. I know I keep going back, but like, <laughs> but being mm -hmm. comfortable with ourselves and just like, um, you know, bringing out like confidence in other people mm -hmm. and like giving other people a voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think is even more important because like when people are um, like I I've been watching these videos of like these Karens just like freaking out right um they're, they're just like freaking out like yes they're entitled yes they're awful but like <laughs> some of them like right but some of them like you're just like sweetie i don't think you've had like any psychiatric help like yeah. you know like are, are you okay like yeah. do you need like help you know but sometimes they're just like absolutely terrible but sometimes they become like so angry and so unhinged and so like immature it's almost like in a way, I almost feel bad where it's like, I don't know if you've ever had somebody, like, help you, you know, um, and, you know, it, it's kind of like they're getting trapped in their own head with their own thinking and they just, bleh, you know, burst out and yeah. terrible. Um, Karens are, a, they're interesting. Um, I find, yeah. I find it very interesting. Um about social media and stuff like that <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's it's wild yeah it's fucking wild um I, sometimes i'm just so shocked like i saw a video of this lady at the burger king was just mad that she didn't get her order and it's literally on fire and she's yelling yeah. at the co-workers while they're outside because it, the place is on fire and she's like yeah. what the hell i just want blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god people are just like what do you think is happening right now they're like completely out of touch with reality you know, it's like <laughs> I, don't, I, I had a bad that. day uh dude do you not see this fire we're having a bad day too <laughs> like i'm about to lose a job like my place of employment is on fire <laughs> like, it's up in flames. Of course, you're not going to get your order. Oh, oh hell yeah. And, and then um, the, the barbecue Becky, that was my favorite. Oh, one. Jesus. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like 
I feel like mental health is literally like not being taken seriously with all cultures and we need to take it more seriously it so we don't have issues like that um, yeah because god like, or have it being less accepted that. you know yeah. like having that type of behavior being like so sparse that like it's a shock and it's not like accepted right you know what i mean right. but because like I, I would I, I could I could easily scapegoat it and say, well, they're just being racist, but they're not it's also like I mean I they could be also being racist. <laughs> yeah. I see racism as a mental health issue. It is like hard body, like just I I feel like no one that is racist is actually mentally stable. Um that I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't <laughs> think anybody who's racist is like mentally stable either. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and people who are mentally unstable, like, aren't necessarily racist. <laughs> you know, like, it's... No. Yeah. You know. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't want to take your time up. <laughs> no, it's okay. But this was I, really great. Um, yeah. I don't have work until, like, 2.45 anyway. But... <laughs> no, but this well, was really great. Um, yeah. Just, just talking about all of this and just, like, putting, you know, mental health on the forefront and just, like, connecting everything so this is awesome so thank yeah, you so much yeah. for having me on here definitely you and your frogger is a friend of the show like thank you is- i don't have a name for the frog so if somebody who's watching this wants a name for the frog definitely send it my way <laughs> um, i'm just gonna call him peace frog them peace frog right now peace frog so, nice. yeah nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna call them peace frog that's so. dope you know aren't, aren't frogs real quick like aren't frogs like revered for like fertility or something like that like yeah they can have like thousands of tadpoles it's crazy yeah what i don't know yeah oh yeah they can have like a lot of tadpoles like they can have like these little yeah (laughs) all that coming out of them how yeah or maybe like hundreds but i could just be exactly (laughs) but they can have a lot they can have more than like the a mammal can right so they can have yeah, they can like have hundreds or thousands. They can have a lot because they're like you know microscopic in a way. So Damn. they lay eggs. I know frogs are cool, and a group of frogs is actually called an army. I don't know if you knew that. But, oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, an army of frogs. Turtle, is called a army. <laughs> and that turtle is uh, its own army. Like yeah. <laughs> the cats yeah. be looking at the turtle like, "What is that? I'm scared." yes they should be my cat ben literally like swat at yesterday just to see what it was going to do and then the turtle just looked at him and then walked away i love it i love it i was like so confused like all right i'm just gonna mind my business dude clearly i ain't shit like well they're afraid of cucumbers on the ground so i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) or like pickles you know there's nothing to fear about pickles but here we are yeah uh pickles are delicious i love it thank you thank you i think yes yes pickles are delicious i know people that don't like pickles they like pickled everything else but not pickles i'm like why it took me a while to like him but now I love them. Oh, they're I perfect. Pick all day. <laughs> they're chef's kiss. They're wonderful. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Liz. Well, let me let me let you go because I kind of right. some some. Sorry, like, I hope I didn't uh, take up your time either. But oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I think I think what took up the most time was just our internet connections and stuff at first. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, so I just got to go into this. <laughs> Everybody that's watching this live, I mean, you're going to see this version, but I'm going to release a different version uh, within okay. the next 30 minutes that is condensed down. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no awesome. one has to go through all that lag because that lag went on for about a good 10 minutes or Ooh. 12 minutes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be up there anymore. As cool as that setup is, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's not going to sound <laughs> great on Spotify at all. So I got to fix that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, all thank right, you Liz. so much. Yeah. Definitely. It's so Let's great to talk to you. It's good to see you again, actually. Oh, good to see you too, much. Jamar. We got to hang out more. Yes, I, I agree. And do more music. Directions. Oh, yes. Uh, Why haven't we did a show yet? We should be doing shows together. Like, we got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. We got to headline together. We got to do some shit. <laughs> yes, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Give me, send, me, send, me a, send me a link to your music, too. If you got okay. anything that you want to show off to people and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I have like my Facebook and my Instagram um, yeah. on there. Like I'm I'm in the process of recording right now. That's one of like, you know, in my headspace, right? But yeah. I do have links to my Facebook and like YouTube and stuff like that. So I'll definitely send that over. All right. All right, Liz. Well, have a good day. I'll see you Thank later. you. And All right. Much love, Jamar. Have a good day. Much love. Thank you. You too. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Effectively transforming community, peace in our human family, volume of unity, divine light shining individually, collectively transforming community, peace in our human family. As above, so below, feel the pain in my soul, the red pill dissolved. Organized, no matter the cost. Politicians starts wars, they don't fight, they sit the poor. And nothing lasts forever as long as we stay together. Give hell to the masses, watch the unity rapture. This is for the kids and the culture.